From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. And welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. Come on in, weary stranger. Hang your cloak on a peg, grab a stool, and come gather around the fire. There are stories to be told, and you are among friends. Uh, Tom Warzeka and Derek Grassman from Kohilo Wind Turbines are standing by uh, to discuss the future of wind energy and wind turbines. Um, just a reminder, second hour of this transmission, open lines, and our What's in the Box feature, our little remote viewing experiment. That's the second hour. Let me introduce the boys in the band. On the Flying V Gibson guitar, our fine rockabilly friend, technical producer Ian Robertson. On the Rickenbacker bass guitar, occasionally the theremin, my story producer, Albert Vinzel. And on the Hammond B, our intern, Ryan White. And Ryan uh, also doing yeoman's duty, produ- producing my weekly radio feature, Strange Planet. Uh, we are streaming live on YouTube tonight. Uh, so take a moment and subscribe to the YouTube channel, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Uh, we are setting a goal of 10,000 subscribers sometime in 2017. I think that's very doable. So again, that's uh, the YouTube channel, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. And then you can, you can either stream it live or you can go back and check out the, uh, the archived version of the program. And uh, please take a moment and check out the new Facebook page, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Follow me on Twitter, at Richard Serrett. Uh, from time to time on the uh, the program, we like to uh, discuss uh, energy technology, alternative energy, free energy, uh, renewable energy, certainly. And wind turbines, uh, people, it's kind of a divisive issue. People are very hot on wind turbines or they're kind of cool. I'll give you an example. In my hometown, Brantford, here in southern Ontario, in Brant County, uh, they just passed a motion the other day, basically giving a thumbs down to the industrial wind turbine farms. There was one proposed in Brant County. It was going to be between five and ten turbines, and it was going to generate something like 500 kilowatts, I guess. I'm not sure how many houses you could power with 500 kilowatts. Uh, and as I say, it's very divisive in communities for a number of reasons. They've been connected to a number of social and health and environmental uh, concerns. But uh, and, and I'm talking about these huge, huge industrial uh, wind turbines. The vertical turbines uh, that are uh, just massive. And let's face it, they're a bit of an eyesore. And uh, some people claim that the low frequencies they're producing can cause some health issues. We'll get into that a little bit. But my guests tonight from Kohilo Wind Turbines insists, insist they've developed an innovative, the most innovative hybrid vertical axis wind tur- turbine in the world. Derek Grassman has been a passionate member of the clean energy movement for over 12 years. As founder of Kohilo Wind, an inventor and mechanical engineer of the patented Kohilo turbines, he's determined to keep the company based in creativity in order to be a leader in high-performance clean energy solutions. And you can check out his TED, uh, his TED Talk. Uh, if you go to uh, the website, strangeplanet.ca, and then uh, go on the radio page, Right under Derek's name, you'll see a link. Just click on that, and you can watch his TED Talk, 
How Wind Energy Saved My Life. Derek Grassman, first of all to you, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. Great. And uh, we Thank also you for having have, me. My pleasure. Tom Orzeka is uh, also with Kohilo. Prides, uh, Carl, um, Tom prides uh, himself in producing creative-based, high-performance, clean-energy products. And uh, we're glad to have Tom with us as well. Tom Orzeka, welcome to you, sir. Thank you, Richard. Thank you very much for having us. Uh, how's things in Toronto this evening? Uh, it is. Uh, it has been balmy, just uh, wonderful spring-like weather for the last couple of days. So we're uh, here also. Great. I'm sure we're going to get slammed again. Just we we try not to get our spirits too high because you know what's you know we're going to get another uh, couple of storms before all is said and done. But uh, we'll enjoy the warm weather uh, for the moment. Uh, so what is let me start first of all with you, Derek, because this is a rather, a rather provocative title, How Wind Energy Saved My Life. Tell me a little bit about that. How, pray tell, did, did wind energy save your life? Well, I had a, a bit of a downturn on some aspects of my life. My daughter had passed away, and I had lost everything I owned, and I was living in the woods and had no power. Um you know, I had to find a new way to survive, and it was, uh, you know, a long road. But ultimately, uh, it brought me down the path to understand and have no choice but to learn about clean energy and how to utilize it, you know, on a micro level. So, I'm terribly sorry about, about your loss, um, but you, you were... You were left homeless. You were living in the woods. I mean, you were literally off the grid, but not by your choice. Right. So I I took that time to um, to go to college and and do a few things. A lot of people in around me didn't realize that I was living in the woods. Like while I went to college, and even while I was um, in the first stages of being a mechanical engineer out, you know, in the firms where I worked. So I, I stayed that way so that I could apply them, the money I was making towards the R&D for the product. All right. And you, what was the impetus, though? Why, why uh, wind turbines? Why, um, why well, we that? Could, I had a friend that um, introduced me to the solar and then a little bit of wind. So I had, you know, a couple of these components on my land, and um, basically, you know, I seen that the solar wasn't really providing enough for me to sustain the wind. It could, but only when the winds were, you know, extremely substantial. Right. So the the problem I seen with the wind is the turbine would track. It would try to follow the direction of the wind constantly. So you'd see the tail of this machine moving all the time, but the blades would never move. And I just, as a mechanical engineer, understanding a bit about physics, I just couldn't understand how there was enough energy in the wind to take the tail, reorientate this machine, but not enough wind to rotate the portion of the machine that was effectively 
harnessing the kinetic energy passing by. So in my mind, all I could see that or see was this was an extremely ineffective design. Right. So right. <clears throat> there wasn't any way for me to really do a lot of development at that point in my life, but really what ha- what started happening was I I was having some visions of uh basically what we have now. And what we have now is a system that conditions the wind um, much like a hydro dam conditions the the flow of water into a hydro uh, generator. Right. You say so you had visions. Is, Sorry, Derek. Just uh, this is fascinating. Yeah. You you had visions. You uh, <laughs> I've talked to a lot of inventors over the years, and this seems yep. to be kind of a common denominator. Uh, one one inventor described it to me this way: that uh, first you invent it in the dream world. All inventions come from the dream world. Uh, before you can, before they become manifest in the physical world. So, you were, what was going on? You were having, were you having dreams or how were these visions coming to you? Well, you know, after I lost my daughter, I, I had to find my way a little bit, uh, you know, with my faith and really what ended up happening was I, I became kind of like a Buddhist. So, you know, I've done a lot of meditation and, <clears throat> basically you know what, what you were just referring to what that inventor said is absolutely true um, you know it, these ideas that we have on this very high level really what I think it comes from is <clears throat> cumulative knowledge it, it's, it's us tapping into the subconscious it's not it's not that we you know, I, I did not have the resources of 50 engineers in a few laboratories with wind tunnels trying to come up with the best design. <clears throat> but we've effectively pulled power from wind speeds that no one else has been able to come close to. We'll get into that as well. Uh, let me just remind listeners, Derek Grassman and Tom Orzeka are with us from Kohilo. Uh, wind turbines. Let me get Tom in here. Tom, welcome again to the program. How did you hook up with Derek? Um, I was attending an export uh, uh, exportation presentation put on by the local uh, Syracuse Chamber of Commerce, and uh, they had given me four products that they'd like me to export to specifically South America. And uh, I went around to all the factories, and when I met Derek and, and saw what he had, uh, I knew right away this this was something unique. Uh, this was something that could solve a lot of people's needs. But also listening to your program, listening to you on Coast to Coast, George Norrie, Jimmy Church, all of you, uh, when you talk about the needs of, uh, of energy, it kind of clicked when I saw Derek's stuff. Uh, one of the big things that, that we all hear on the radio programs is about a solar flare or about the uh, dictator in North Korea doing a pulse bomb. Um, you know, probably others too, but those are pot- strong possibilities. And not only does this solve that, uh, being, you know, you can be either on the grid or off the grid, whichever you prefer, but it's also housed in, in aluminum. And aluminum actually acts better than lead in uh, blocking uh, radiation, whether it be solar or pulse bomb. So not only do you get the free energy, but you're also going to be protected 
in, in case any of those catastrophic things happen. And, you know, I, I've watched uh, Derek uh, as he's progressed. Uh, we have a new product that we're going to uh, roll out on Earth Day. Uh, we welcome you and, and all the listeners that come here to Syracuse, uh, New York, specifically Skinny Atlas Falls. We're going to have our grand opening on Earth Day and, and unveil the new product. Um, but in your talk earlier, you mentioned about Toronto and um, some negativity there. Yes. Well, that well, is we can... not with... Let me just uh, jump in here, Tom, because I've got to take a time out. Here comes the music. We'll get you to address uh, some of the how your innovative wind turbine maybe addresses uh, what some of the critics of wind turbines have uh, or what they have to say about uh, about wind power. Derek Grassman, Tom Warzeka from Kohilo Wind Turbines. In and around Syracuse, New York, and we'll come back and discuss further and also open up the phone lines if you have questions or comments for Derek and Tom. The Conspiracy Show returns momentarily. Stay with us. Where there's smoke, there's The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome back. Derek Grassman is uh, with us along with... Tom Orzeka from Kohilo Wind Turbines near Syracuse, New York. Check out the uh, TED Talk, How Wind Energy Saved My Life. Quite a remarkable uh, story uh, from tragedy to um, inspiration. And uh, we'll get into this unique or this innovative uh, hybrid vertical axis wind turbine in uh, just a moment. But let's, uh, let's uh, Tom, you wanted to address... What the critics, uh, you know, say about wind turbines, and and for me, my experience with wind turbines, because yours is quite different. These are these massive vertical structures, and let's face it, they they can be kind of an eyesore because they're so huge, uh, and often they're placed in you know coastal areas and and uh, and so forth. Um, birds, let's say birds of prey, have a habit of flying into the the blades and. Um, uh, the other, the other part is that, uh, some people, now this is, this is very divisive, this issue, and Health Canada, I believe, it says, no, there's no known health concerns with these large vertical wind turbines, but people complain about dizziness and, and tinnitus and, and vertigo and nausea and visual blurring and so forth, tachycardia, those people that live, uh, near these industrial wind turbines. So, let's, let's talk about some of those issues and maybe how your innovative design addresses those. Yes. Um, so ours are vertical. Uh, the the uh, horizontal, if you will, are the big windmills that you, you just addressed. Um, ours are, have no uh, external moving parts, um, unlike the, the larger ones that you talked about, very little or no harmonics. Uh, we don't kill birds. Maybe occasional mosquito or two. <laughs> I would welcome um, that. So, in other words, you do not have yes. you do not have the large those those blades those large propeller type blades that are exposed. Ours, yeah, we have blades, but they're very very small compared to those, and they're housed inside that aluminum housing that I mentioned earlier. Right. So right. when a bird sees those, he sees like a, a, a solid uh, surface or a you know like like a wall. Uh, 
kind right. of solid object, if you will. Right. If just, uh, I, I just the, wanted to point out on the YouTube, uh, on the live stream, if people want to see the uh, the images, they're up there now. Uh, and um, yeah, that's that's uh, not your typical wind turbine that I would uh, associate. A very very novel yeah, so design. So for a home, yeah, for a home, you would put it on your roof or above the tree line. So you can either put it on like a tower type. Uh, or pole type device, or on your roof, or your garage or barn roof. Uh, so ours are not not very tall. Uh, the horizontal ones, as you know, probably go as high as 600 feet, uh, where ours are are 10 to, to 15, depending on the tree line or any objects in the area. Uh, we even have some here because we have uh, some areas that are high wind. We've put some on the ground here, and, and they're working fine. Uh, but there again, it, it depends on the wind speeds and where the wind's coming from. Um, so, you know, it kind of solves a lot of problems. Uh, you know, once it's up and running, you have the free energy. Uh, you don't have to, to worry about uh, uh, the thing coming down. A lot of the horizontals, unfortunately, collapse. Uh, they also uh, don't run steady. As Derek mentioned before, they kind of chase the wind. And they have to redirect themselves. And when they redirect themselves, they're shut down for anywhere from 5 to 15 minutes. So you're losing that, that time where the wind is, is at its strongest. Right. And then once it starts up again, maybe the wind changes course once again. So, so they're, it, they're are, terribly inefficient. They're terribly inefficient. Yes. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. <laughs> That's correct. Where ours, uh, you know, depending... Uh, almost uh, within a 360-degree radius, you, you can pick up wind with ours. And we have what's called diffusers that kind of manage the air, if you will. So you you could have a day where you don't see any wind, the trees. In fact, we have a video on our PowerPoint there where the trees aren't moving, uh, the turbines on, on top of a home. You can see no leaves moving at all, but the turbine's moving. Because the air, it's, the diffusers are kind of moving the air into the turbines. So, so let me let me ask Derek a question then. Uh, how little wind is required to generate power, electricity, with your innovative wind turbine design? How much wind do you need, or how little just do you need? Three, just under three miles an hour, it starts producing power. Under three miles, just under three miles per hour. And the typical uh, wind turbine with the huge horizontal blades, how much wind do they require typically? Seven to ten, and it needs to be sustained. So they can't deal with um, microbursts or turbulence. Where ours, the diffuser system actually conditions the air and stabilizes turbulence and microbursts. And this is unique. This design is unique. Uh, it's patented. There's nothing else like it in the world. Is that the idea? Correct. And when you say there are no moving parts, you mean like there's no there's no motor to well, position the blades. There's no external no, no external moving parts. No external. Okay. So the, the rotating mass is within the turbine, um, with it, inside the diffuser system. Right. So basically, you know by by reducing the rotating mass, you're, recru- you're increasing efficiency because mass is energy. So if, if you have a tremendous amount of mass, you have to overcome that energy in order to produce anything. Um, right. So we just 
you know, naturally with this design, <clears throat> we're able to reduce the inefficiencies of having that additional mass. So rather than have these wind turbine farms, you're, you're looking to sort of decentralize the power grid. And so each house would have its own wind turbine. You could put it right on top of the house. Uh, and, and how much would one of these generate? How much would one of your wind turbines, how much electricity would it, would it, uh, produce? Well, that's kind of the other unique situation with this. Um, these turbines are also stackable. So, <clears throat> you know, in a, a good wind, very small, efficient home would, would only require one of our small, uh, single units where you know, if you have less wind and a larger home, then maybe you need two or three of the small turbines. And then uh, we do have larger systems for community power and um, utility grade. But ultimately, um, our main focus is to help off-gridders and homeowners be much more independent. And in the future, we'd like to be a utility company and deploy our systems on um, a platform where we basically go to third world nations where they've never had power and be that utility company for them. Right. And and are these lightweight? I mean, how much would one of these units, you say they're stackable, you could put one, does that mean one on top of the other or do you just mean that you would, you could put more than one on your property? No, you can put one on top of another. Ah, okay. So um, how much do they weigh? Very lightweight. Uh, each turbine weighs about um, 50 to 100 kilograms. Okay. And give me a, a sense. Uh, how much How much power? Like if I had, let's say, a 1,500-square-foot home, and I've got my appliances, and I've got... You know, I've got the lights on in the house and uh, the stove, the electric range, maybe some computers and so forth. Is one unit enough to power that house? And the variables you have to take into consideration are the actual consumption and the uh, annual wind speed. So let's say you have a oh, five meter per second wind speed and you consume around 800 to 1,000 kilowatt hours a month, then you might be able to get away with one small turbine. Um, you'd be probably safer with two, <clears throat> but, you know, you'd be in that range. And then the other nice thing is um, you can pair this up with solar if you want to. Right. Okay. So let's say I had uh, two of these wind turbines, and how does this work? You come to the you you uh, I order them from Kohilo. You actually install them. You connect them to the the power supply in the house. How does it work? Right. You can do it in a few different ways. You can either take your whole house off grid. You can take a portion of your house off grid. You can stay connected to the grid 100 percent and um, you know, just back feed and reduce your utility bill. But yeah, we would, we don't have a distributor in Q2 
Canada at the moment, but we are trying to get to that point. All right. Well, we have um, um, we have 30 um, U.S. affiliates, so we have people listening in the U.S. as well. Uh, so in the meantime, you while you're working on getting some Canadian <laughs> distributors, we can talk. We can talk about uh, how people in the U.S., uh, at least in the um, in the immediate future, could could get uh, off the grid using one of your devices. Now, how how much would one of these wind turbines cost? You know, depending on the package you're looking at, you're you're somewhere in the range from you know fifteen to thirty thousand. For, for a small system that, you know, can take you off-grid. Wow. That's, I mean, that's an, for the initial capital cost, that's that's a lot. But, I mean, how, uh, you know, well, people the, here in Ontario the can really... Like... Yeah, the way I like to um, help people wrap their head around it is how much money could you give to the utility company to get them to stop sending you a bill? <laughs> and then how much money could you give them to make it so they start sending you money in, let's say, uh, five to seven years. <clears throat> so typically you know, then, it would pay it kind for... of makes more sense. Right. So typically if you bought one of these uh, turbines, it would it would pay for itself in five to seven years. Is that typical? Uh, is that accurate? Generally. when Yeah, generally when you take into account the, um, the incentives that come along with them, yes. And so basically, Richard, it, it's worth it for, for 10 years or less, but most people it's going to be five to seven. Right. And then you have free free energy after that. Okay. And uh, what is the the um, the life of one of these turbines? You may, you mentioned it's made out of aluminum. Uh, so, I mean, how long will it, will it last? So we use aircraft aluminum and then, you know, it has a coating on it. And really, you're because you only have two moving parts. Your your wear parts are only going to, you know, be very minimal. So <clears throat> basically, you're looking at a thirty to forty five year lifespan. Wow! For the the system, thirty five to forty years. And then you know everything we utilize within the system is recyclable. So, you know, either you can rebuild it or you can completely recycle it. You can rebuild it. Okay. Correct. Now, it, the larger yeah. the larger turbines are non-recyclable. They're mostly fiberglass and I believe they last about 8 to 10 years. Not hours. They yeah, they last like, 20 years. Yeah. I'm talking about the the uh, the the bird killers if you will, the horizontal ones. Uh so so ours are, are over 30 uh, versus uh, 10 years. All right. Well, and could you conceivably um, replace these wind turbine farms that we're using up here in Ontario? Could you replace them with enough of, of your turbine uh, turbines if you had enough of them? Well, you definitely don't want to replace them because you don't want to take them down. But... If you mean well, moving you know, forward instead of have instead new, of have a new yeah, approach, exactly. Yeah, the, I mean, it's similar to the cell phones. You know, the cell phones are so much more effective than the landline, and you know, in ten years, I'm not sure anyone's going to know what it was like to have a landline. You know, anyone that was born, you know, 
anytime near this, you know, right. decade. So, you know, and, and the reason cell phones are gaining so much traction is because of the absolute uh, utility of it. It's just so convenient and so effective. And why would you keep investing in a massive infrastructure for a centralized power system when you could do these very cost-effective microsystems and have not only true independence, but true security? Because it's extremely easy to take out one large centralized power system, but it's extremely hard to take out thousands of little microgrids. Exactly. Uh, Derek, a- Derek and Tom, just hold on. We're, uh, we're, we're uh, heading into a break. We'll come back on the other side. Tom Orzeka, t- Derek Grassman, Kohilo Wind Turbines, How Wind Energy Saved My Life. Check out the uh, TED Talk, and uh, you can find that on my website. Go to strangeplanet.ca and then go to the radio page. And uh, under tonight's show listing, right under Derek Grassman's name, you'll, you'll find the, uh, the link there. Just click on that. Remarkable, remarkable uh, story of how this innovative hybrid vertical axis wind turbine uh, came into being. I'm back with more of The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away. Peering into the shadows where the truth often hides. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serra. Welcome back. Kohilo means gentle breeze uh, in Hawaiian. And we are talking with uh, two of the principals from Kohilo Wind Turbines. Uh, they are near Syracuse, uh, New York. These are uh, manufactured not in Syracuse. Is it Auburn or where did you say? Kineatlas Falls, just west of Syracuse, about uh, 20, 25 minutes. Okay. And um, when you uh, typically, again, when people think of a wind turbine, they think of these uh, horizontal axes. So the blades are on the front. With a vertical axis, your design, the blades are spinning sort of upwards, right? Yes, um, it's, it's kind of almost like a, a, a whirl, whirlwind type uh, situation, but they're housed inside that aluminum uh, casing with the diffusers around it. Right. And I, I, I think I think Derek made a good example. Uh, you, you can consider the. The old, uh, the style that you were talking about in Canada is kind of like the brick phones, if you will. Right. Uh, where, where our systems are like the the new iPhone uh, seven or eight coming out in the uh, Galaxy seven uh, S. Right. Now I understand uh, that you have made some inroads in Canada in Fredericton, in Fredericton, New Brunswick. Um, there's an energy, co- a renewable energy company there. Is it Neveco uh, Power? Uh, they are utilizing one of your designs. This is my understanding. Uh, yeah, I think I think the, they they bought a couple from us. Um, we haven't heard from them recently, but but yes, yeah, about a year or so ago, they did buy a couple units from us. And they're testing them are, out. Uh, yes, but we are looking for distributors uh, in Canada and, and as well as throughout the United States. Um, New Brunswick has set a target of 40% of its electricity from renewable sources by 2020. So perhaps, hopefully, your wind turbine design will will uh, will be part of that. And uh, what I'm understanding also is six. Uh, let's see here. 
one of your units, if it produces, uh, let's see, to, pro- to power up one house, six kilowatt, a six kilowatt unit could power one home, possibly two, depending on the levels of consumption. One kilo, one six kilowatt unit could power one, maybe two houses, correct? That, that's correct, yes. So, so two people could go in on this and split the cost, right? Yes. So two homes, all right. Two, uh, two homes similar to your size or less, yes. All right. And then you have a larger unit that can generate a megawatt, and that could basically contribute back to the power grid. So you could actually we, make a little bit of money. Up to, yeah, we can do up to 2 or 2.5 megawatts, yes. All right. And then I understand you have a, you have even smaller units uh, that you could that could fit in your backpack. You could take it into the wilderness and power up a computer or something. Tell me about those. Uh, uh, we're, we're still working on the lithium batteries for those, but yes, um, th- those are unique systems. That and uh, what we basically need is is to mass produce those. So we need a, a, a very large order. But, but we do have the prototype here, uh, if anybody would like to look at it. The other thing we have are streetlights. Uh, most communities uh, pay, you know, anywhere from $10,000 and up per streetlight. And then, of course, they have to pay the local utility company a uh, fee to keep those on right. 365 days a year. Right. So we can sell you the same type streetlight, same price, uh, but you don't have to pay electric. Because it's what? It's how is it powered? Is it is it? Are we talking about the same technology here? Is it tied into the wind same turbines? Technology, or? but on a smaller, much smaller scale. Yes. So the streetlights are powered by the streetlights are powered by the wind. Correct. Remarkable. And is there any jurisdiction in um, in, in the United States or in Canada that, that is utilizing that technology that, that are using your street lamps? Or we're working with a couple or a couple municipalities now, but um, we do not have them installed yet. Installed yet, but when we do, we'll make sure everyone knows. Yeah, we'll definitely uh, get it get it to your to Richard as soon as we have one up and running. And and how uh, what size unit or how many of your wind turbines would would be needed to to say run uh, um, I don't know a small factory. Um, it always depends, you know, but we have uh, a range of turbines from three kilowatt up to two megawatts. So, you know, we can fit just about any, any lifestyle you can think of. And what we're working on a Toyota facility close to us now, and uh, hopefully we'll be taking several of their buildings off the grid. You're you're prepared. You're almost ready where you can take a Toyota plant off, literally off the grid. It's not a it's not a car plant. It's it's, it's, a, it's another manufacturing plant. But yes, we could still do that. off the grid. I mean, that's Correct. remarkable. That's remarkable. I mean, wh- why is the world not beating a path to your door? <laughs> I, I think they, they try to. I'm a little resistant, so you know. Has anyone tried but, to shut um, you? Has anyone perceived you as a threat? Well, let's we'll take a time out. We'll come back and we'll address this issue. But uh, I mean, this is pretty disruptive. 
<laughs> to say the least. Pretty disruptive technology, and we know what often happens in these circumstances. Uh, we'll come back and uh, continue to chat with Tom Warzeka and Derek Grassman, Kohilo Wind Turbines, on The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. Fasten your seatbelt and put your tray in the upright position. You're about to leave everything you know behind on The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett from Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Tom Morzeka, Derek Grassman from Kohilo Wind Turbines near Syracuse, New York. Uh, give us the uh, the website, Tom. Um, you can reach me at T. Warzeka, W-A-R-Z-E-C-H-A, at KohiloWind.com. KohiloWind.com, and it's K-O-H-I-L-O, Wind.com, K-O-H-I-L-O, Wind.com. Derek Grassman uh, here as well, and uh, the uh, tech talk is called How Wind Energy Saved My Life. So, again, just to repeat for those joining us, no need for these 200 to 300 foot wind turbines that we see now, for example, here in Ontario, uh, that, are, that is causing so much consternation as they are basically shoved down the throats uh, of, of many communities um, by the, uh, well, currently by the Liberal gar- government here in Ontario. And uh, they are dividing communities. Some people say that they cause Things like tinnitus and tachycardia and uh, nausea and sleep disruption and all of these uh, assortment, uh, different assortment of, uh, of illnesses. Now, Health Canada says there's, according to their studies, there is no connection. However, tell that to the people who, who say they are suffering. Uh, but with the Kohilo uh, wind turbine design, it's a vertical axis. Uh, and all the moving parts are housed inside this aluminum housing, so you don't have to worry about birds flying into the uh, propellers or the uh, the actual turbines and so forth. Uh, and the um, I, I was I was asking you before the break about you know these are this is disruptive technology because people can very easily get off the grid. You can take a you can take a factory. You mentioned a Toyota factory ready to get off the grid. Have you been, shall I say, um, maybe encouraged to shut down? Ha- has anyone come to you and say and said to you, you know, we can't have this. This is, you know, this is verboten. I, I definitely had some serious challenges in the beginning because, um, you know, people people definitely recognize it is extremely disruptive, and you know, I. Here in New York, I took a stance that was against the grain on medical marijuana. So they used it against me, and I had been awarded almost three-quarters of a million dollars for a grant to help start the company. This was, you know, about six, seven years ago. And um, right after that event, um, basically I was a target, and... You know, I got in some trouble, and, you know, they tried to discredit me because, you know, the powers that be didn't want this to happen, and I just stayed strong and, and kept moving forward. But, but yeah, you can tell that there's definitely powers out there that, that try to stop it. Um, you know, all I can say to other inventors is, 
if you have a strong vision, you really need to stick with it and apply yourself and, you know, just don't give up. So how, let them win. how many, how many, I don't know if you can answer this, but approximately how many homeowners have you helped to get off the grid to date? Well, here in America, we've, we've taken care of about 40. Uh, we've got two units on an island that power an, uh, power an entire island in the Philippines. Uh, we have another unit that powers the school in the Philippines. And then uh, another luxury home in the Philippines. We were just awarded a contract to power everything north of the Amazon River in Brazil. So I know that there's a lot of guys down in Brazil right now that are working on the financing to get this up and running uh, down in that region. Wait a second. Let me just uh, let me repeat that. You have a contract to power everything north to power everything north of the Amazon River in Brazil. I mean, what kind of a con? How big a contract is that? Um, it's thirty-eight hundred two megawatt units. Thirty-eight hundred two megawatt units. Correct. That's and a sizable order. I mean, are you equipped now to handle that kind of an order? Well, that's why we we purchased the new factory and we're tooling up to take care of that order. How about elsewhere in the United States? You mentioned the Toyota factory. Are there some other examples? Um, right now, we don't. We're not too aggressive in the U.S. at this moment, just because you know the the power is pretty cheap and it's pretty reliable. So a lot of people don't think about it. Um, we we tend to put ourselves in areas where the need is greater, because I personally think that we need to be focused on the less privileged and, you know, helping them first right. rather than uh, the right. overprivileged. So you mentioned Brazil. We're, we're, working, we're, we're working with a charity uh, also and a school in the Dominican Republic, a uh, school and a church. Um, I've also uh, been trying to get into the country of Colombia. Uh, I had a, had a big client, but the country of Germany came in and offered uh, through a bank, a German bank, uh, a free $500,000 uh, energy survey. And, of course, once once they complete the survey, they're going to steer the clients. The, the survey will read that only the German products and not ours. Right. So you run into things like that also. Uh, but the idea here is that you can bring cheap, renewable uh, energy to places that simply do not have access to things like coal or nuclear or, or um, hydroelectric power. Uh, I, I mean, this is one of the things I've always said that uh, what a, a continent like Africa needs is an industrial revolution. They didn't get one, uh, so they right, need to get right. their hands. I mean, that's the way we're gonna we're gonna you know we're gonna raise these people up out of uh, abject poverty, not just in Africa but anywhere. They need an industrial revolution. We in the West, yeah, uh, we, it, yeah, they need access to cheap energy, and and uh, you have the answer. Well, we have one of the answers. Uh, there, there's some good solar products out there too that we also distribute. So those are, those are two clear answers. Um, you know, you look at what Venezuela did. Uh, one of the good things Venezuela did uh, under the Chavez regime, he gave a lot of cheap diesel and, and gasoline to all the Caribbean islands. And in return, they ran their power 
with generators using those cheap products. Well, now uh, Venezuela is going down the tubes quickly um, with, with the current president, and those islands are, are going to be devastated uh, because they're not going to have any power. In fact, they're, they're being hurt badly right now. So we hope to, to help uh, countries like that. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been waiting for the new ambassadors, if you will, to be appointed. Um, and I, I hope to work through the Department of Commerce uh, assisting those countries. How, do the, how does the uh, wind turbine uh, work in conjunction with the, uh, the solar panels? You produce those as well, correct? No, we don't produce don't. those. But okay. we, we have a, a company here in the U.S. that makes state-of-the-art solar, not using the polycrystals. But I'm going to have Derek uh, take over, and he can explain how to integrate both the solar and, and the wind. Yeah, so the solar that we offer is from Stion, and it's a very unique process. It's a lot like the thin film, only now it's a you know a, a more refined um, solid solar panel, and it's very elegant. It's just simply a black sheet of glass. Um, it basically, <clears throat> through its own charge controller, joins our system in powering the inverter system or the battery system, whichever way um, you go with your your option. <clears throat> and it, it's a very simple uh, plug-and-play addition. All right. So, again, uh, for our, our Canadian listeners, you don't have a distributor yet up here, uh, but could people direct order it from you? Oh, absolutely. Certainly. But they would have to install it themselves, or I mean, is there is there, is it difficult to install one of these units? No, it's not difficult. You'd probably just want a basic electrician if you're connecting to the grid. If not, then I would say um, you know just read the manuals, and you could either do it yourself or have a general contractor help you. So we even, can assist. Yeah. We, we go we ahead. Can assist with either. Uh, on the phone or, you know, uh, tech, support. tech support type thing. And so, again, uh, just repeat, for those people uh, joining us, a, uh, a an average house, 1,500 square feet, 2,000 square feet, a, uh, was it a 6-kilowatt unit that would do? Yeah, uh, we would recommend the 6-kilowatt unit. The 6-kilowatt unit, and the price point on that, again, was? Depending on your options, um, you know, fifteen to to thirty thousand, maybe a little more. You know, when you when you schedule in the install, it's uh, you know obviously going to be a little more. Right, and uh, but again, depending on your consumption, one six kilowatt unit could power two houses. Correct. Correct. Yes. So you and your your neighbor that, that, go in on this unit, and you could be off the grid almost. Again, depending on consumption. Yeah, and that brings down your your payback period. So maybe instead of five to seven years, it's down to three to four now. All right. So uh, give people the um, the website again, and and uh, is there an eight hundred number? You you can uh, if you would right now, uh, Richard. If you'd be so kind, give the number that I have given you, which is three one five four two two zero seven six nine. And then if you could also put up my uh, email and I'll get back to to folks, especially uh, if, if folks want to get into uh, distribution. If they have a distribution network, either in their state or their province, uh, we, we'd be happy to sit down and talk with them.
All right. Uh, just one more time. Give us the phone number, Tom, and your email. 315-422-0769. The email would be T Warzeka, W-A-R-Z as in zebra, E-C as in car, H-A, at Kohilo, K-O-H-I-L-O, wind.com. All right, uh, Tom and Derek, thank you so much uh, for this. This is uh, pretty exciting, <laughs> to say the least. I appreciate thank your time you tonight. Much. No, we appreciate you, your time, and we love your show. And, and uh, I, I invited you before, and I'm giving you an open invitation to get on the air to come down and see us anytime. I will uh, do my darndest to get down there and, uh, and check it out. Kohilo Wind Turbines. Tom Orzeka and Derek Grassman. Open lines. On the other side, open lines and our remote viewing experiment. What's in the box? Use the hashtag TCS Remote. TCS Remote. StrangePlanet.ca, the website. Follow me on Twitter at Richard Serrett. As always, follow the truth.